Hello, hello, Peter Alsop here again with this week's episode of my Songs to Chew podcast. We've been listening to my live concert at the Power of Laughter and Play conference in Anaheim from many, many years ago. We ended up last week after singing Logical with my daughter Willow. So let's pick up there with chapter three of Family Roles. So you got the dad drinking and the mom enabling, you know, and then what they say is they say, gee, you know, our relationship doesn't seem to be working so well. Hey, I know, let's have a baby and save the marriage. So they get together and uh, they have this kid. Now this kid, as I said, comes in to the family and he's got all his feelings, his or her feelings, all intact, you know. And the kids come in and they can feel there's something wrong in this family. They're not sure what. They don't have it quite together enough to say, well, uh, you know, you two ought to see a good shrink because I don't want to grow up in this family with this uneven parenting stuff. What we do instead is we come in and we say, gee, something feels wrong here. I, I guess it must be me, right? And then what the kid does is says, well, maybe if I just do everything perfectly, if I just do everything just right, mom and dad will love me and, and everything will feel better and everything will be great. So this is this kid they call the family hero, okay? This is the one that goes to school and is the head cheerleader and gets the head of the drama club and the head football player and all that stuff and then the student body president, you know, all this stuff. And this kid goes out and does everything they can, you know, and uh, to, to, to get approval. What's interesting is, is that actually there's a, there's a lot of family heroes that go into human services, actually. There's a <laughs> interesting about that. I was thinking of trying to figure out why that was. I think what it is is that, see, what, what happens is, is even though it's uncomfortable being in a family like this sometimes, it's familiar to us, but no matter how much we do to get approval, it's never enough, right? So when we go out looking for a job, and we can find something in human services, no matter how much we do, it's... You knew the answer to that one. Listen to that. You see... I was the director of a residential treatment center for emotionally disturbed adolescents for a while. I'm sorry for laughing. Emotionally disturbed adolescents always seems like a redundant phrase to me. You know, there's a... <laughs> uh, <laughs> and one of the things we learned was is that, see, these kids would come to us with, from these multiple foster home placements, and they had learned that they were a bad kid. And they'd come to our place, and they'd start doing okay. And it didn't feel right to them. The question was, is who am I? And the answer was, well, you're a bad kid. But they weren't getting that answer from us. So they felt like something was wrong. Even though they don't like that answer, it doesn't feel good. It's familiar. So what they do is they go out and take a tire iron, put it through the front window of the truck, so we'd tell them that they were bad. But we never tell kids that they're bad. Because if you're bad, there's nothing you can do about it. What we say is we love you, but we don't like what you did. See how that can be empowering? Because you can change what you do. It's hard to change who you are. You know, I found that real good advice in my even arguments with people that I love. Instead of telling them what I think of them, I tell them what they did that upsets me or how I feel about what they did. There's a great sentence called, when you, then I feel. And a lot of times you're not telling people what to do. So they're just left with information. And if they don't change their behavior, then you have a chance to make a decision because you know they have the information whether you want to be around that person or not, no matter who it is. And I was thinking about that. If we, would you mostly agree that, we, that, that it's probably not real productive to tell children that they're bad? Would you agree with that? I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, I also don't think that it's good for me to tell kids that they're good. What? Peter's telling us not to tell our children that they're good? See, I don't think kids need to hear that they're good or bad from us. I think they need to hear that we love them and that we like what they did or we didn't like what they did. Because if I'm telling my kids if they're good or bad, guess where they have to go to see how they feel about stuff? Outside of themselves, right? Codependency is a loss of relationship with ourselves because we're not allowed to feel our feelings, to feel the sad ones and see how we feel. For a kid to do something and say, I don't feel good about doing that. Instead, we go to see what mom and dad have to say, right? So that's what the family heroes do. They always go outside of themselves looking for this approval 
You know how good it feels when you get an A on a test? You know, well, some of you might not know that feeling, actually. There's, you know, it feels great, but for how long does it feel great for? 15 minutes, an hour, a day? Because if that's where you go for your sense of self-worth, you just have to start studying for another test, don't you? You see how fruitless that is? We need to start looking in here. And it's tough being perfect, too. Us family heroes do a lot of good for the world, don't you think? Yeah, and it's tough. Let's give ourselves another big awe here. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. We do a lot of good for... No, okay, I got a song for kids, for, for people. It's tough being perfect, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, I've got a song for people that are perfect, and I'll do it for you, because here, I'll, about a little kid who's perfect. I am always good as gold. I do exactly what I'm told. I do what the grown-ups say. I don't complain, because it's okay. I don't talk back, I don't get mad, I don't upset my mom and dad, I don't get sick, I comb my hair, I wear clean socks and underwear. I fold my clothes, pick up my room, I dust and sweep and vacuum, I clean up mud and dirt and grime, I always go to bed on time. But sometimes when I'm all alone, I have to sing this little song. It really helps me feel better. If you want to sing along, let's go, let's go, let's go. Nah! <laughs> Come on, it's a sing along. Let's try it all together. Go. I don't make noise or laugh or cry, don't stick out my tongue or lie, I don't fidget, I sit still. When I have soup, I never spill it. I do dishes every night, I do my homework, I don't fight, I follow rules, I don't chew gum, I never even suck my thumb. I never watch the TV set at school, I am the teacher's pet, I have the best grades on the list, someday I'll be a therapist. Your parents probably wanted you to be a perfect kid like me. But maybe that's a little crazy. Sing along if you agree. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> One more time for your therapy, come on. <laughs> there, now doesn't that feel better? So let's see, you got dad drinking and mom enabling and the hero's down at the principal's office getting an award. And, uh... <laughs> and the second kid comes into the family. Now there's no way this second kid can possibly compete with the first kid, right? I mean, the first kid already knows the language, got to end with a couple of the teachers. So this kid gets attention by acting out. This is the one we call the scapegoat. And this is the, the, the third grader that's into dad's liquor closet or the 13-year-old girl who's pregnant. This is the kid that gets the family into treatment a lot of times. Um, how many of you people, for instance, now have sex education programs in your schools at home? Let's see who you are. Get those hands up. I don't mean in the parking lot now. Come on, there's... Now, see, I've been to some of these sex education programs. I go in, and what they, what they are is they're really courses in plumbing, you know, is what they are. Fallopian tubes and vast deference thingies and junk like, you know. Now, let me ask you women in the audience. Wouldn't it have been helpful to have a sex education program that gave you information about, like, if there was some guy that you really liked, gave you information about how to say no to him? so that he wouldn't leave you and go to be with someone else who would say yes to him? Wouldn't that have been helpful information to have? 
so you might not be with who you're with today if you'd had that information, you know? Okay? <laughs> so I thought maybe I should write a song. I mean, I could start, you know, do a sex education program with music or something like that. So I've, because a lot of times, you know, what happens is, you know, we hear this thing, you know, but honey, I'm in love, we gotta do it, you know? And it's not only women that hear that line. You know, guys I'm, I'm hearing now from schools, guys or women are becoming much more assertive and the guys are going, you know, hey, well, you know, later, you know, I don't know if I want, you know, I don't even know you, you know, kind of stuff, which is a real healthy sign for guys because it didn't used to be that way, you know? So I got this song that you can do in case that happens and... It's a sing-along, you can just join in on the chorus after you get the hang of it. Don't put your hand in my pants Just cause we're in love Don't put your hand in my pants I just wanna be hugged Please hold my hand when we kiss I'm so tired of tugging your wrist So don't put your hand in my pants just cause we're in love. Now you're all gonna sing on that when it comes around again, right? Good. The night is full of stars. My heart is full of love. But romance starts to fade when you grab and grope and tug. Like Boy Scouts on parade. Like the army marching band. Your fingers think they're crusaders heading for the holy land. So don't put your hand in my pants. Good, just cause we're in love. Ah, yes. Don't put your hand in my pants. I just want to be hugged. When I asked if you knew how I felt, I meant in my heart, not under my belt. So don't put your hand in my pants just cause we're in love Good. I just want to snuggle you just want to play your one hand's on my zipper and your other hand is hey I say no but you won't stop you feel in love you say well, I feel that you're not listening, so feel your own okay. And don't put your hand in my pants just cause we're in love. If you got icy fingers, buy yourself a glove. As you gaze deeply into my eyes, your fingers keep creeping up on my thighs. So don't put your hand in my pants just cause we're in love. Bells are ringing, birds are singing, it must be spring, you're after my thing. So don't put your hand in my pants just cause we're in dad drinking and mom enabling and the hero's down at law school now and the scapegoat's at the principal's office not getting an award. And this third kid comes into the family and he sort of looks around and goes, I'm out of here. <laughs> this is the one they call the lost child. 
And this is the kid that spends a lot of time by themselves in their room playing uh, their Nintendo game or playing, reading, playing with their dolls or their animals. Willow, would you come up and help me with this one? And where'd she go? Come on over here. Being a lost child is real hard to come back from. It's real difficult because at least the hero and the scapegoat in the family, a lot of times, they got some sense of themselves and the lost child feels like you're just not worth anything. And so why even bother to try and come back? You know, and this is the kid that the family doesn't spend much time with. I've got a song that I'm real proud of that Will is going to do for you. Um, it's called My Little Clock, and I wrote it as part of a tape in a book that I put together called In the Hospital with a friend named Bill Harley. And um, when I was identifying some of the issues in hospitals that, that kids in uh, long-term placement have to deal with, one of the things that the nurses I was taught working with told me is they said, uh, child abuse. I went, child abuse? And they said, yeah, you know, sometimes the doctors have a lot of stuff to do and they got a three-year-old that needs a procedure and the three-year-old's not. So they get three people, they hold them down, they do the procedure. And that's child abuse and it's common. And we don't think about it that way. But we're talking about having a safe place to affirm feelings, you know. You still have to do the procedure, but you can give the kids some choice. You can come and say, look, we have to do this and it's going to hurt. You don't tell kids it's not going to hurt. It's going to hurt. But you can do it in your left leg, you can right, right leg, you can do it right now, you can do it in five minutes. You can listen to a Peter Alsop tape while it's happening. If you, you know. I don't know if I like the associations they're going to make with that later on, actually. There's, and we can go in the other room, look at one of these Zeta dolls, you know, and put stuff in there and check it out and see what's going to happen to your body, and you can even help with it. If you see how that is affirming to the kid, that they're, they're affirmed as their feelings, who they are. So we wrote this song because the lost children, a lot of times, just don't get time. That's it for today. We'll be back next week with more information on the other family roles we haven't gotten to yet, the lost child and the mascot. Ordinarily, I talk more about the songs themselves, but since this is a live concert, I'm kind of already doing that, aren't I? Thanks for listening. I hope this information is helpful for you in navigating the sometimes rough waters of interpersonal and familial relationships. It certainly has been helpful for me to work on learning more about how these things work, and I'm delighted to be able to pass them on to you and any of your friends or family members. Please feel free to send out the link to my podcast. Easiest is Peter Alsop, my name, dot podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com, and then hit the follow button. But folks can find this wherever they get their own podcasts. And all of my albums are still available as albums in CD form or downloadable from HTTPS colon slash slash store, S-T-O-R-E dot C-D-Baby dot com slash artist slash Peter Alsop. Wow, that's a lot to give you when you didn't have a pencil. So I'm going to wait for you to get a pencil. You have paper? Hey, okay. Or you can go to my site at peterallsop.com and find song lyrics and DVDs and more information there. I know you've got the pencil, so i got to tell you that link again. Here it is. Ready? H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash store, S-T-O-R-E dot C-D-Baby, B-A-B-Y dot com slash, which is from the upper right to the lower left, Artist, A-R-T-I-S-T, slash Peter Alsop, all one word. I'll be back next week with Chapter 4, Family Roles. Hope your week goes well for you. Bye for now.